Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A penny who just couldn't stop the beat Yes, with all her skates on her feet Of course it's recently to A real cool mom Musical version of Everyone, welcome to Breaking Broadway. I'm Carrie Butler, your host, and I'm so excited for our guest today. This, she is a phenomenal person and actor, okay, Caitlin Hopkins, who I did Bat Boys with. If you're familiar with Bat Boy, you probably remember Shelly, no! People still stop me on the street and yell that at me because Caitlin Hopkins is so brilliant. So she was an actress for 30 years in theater, film, and television. Also her demo reel, you have to see it. It's unbelievable. Um, I, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, Caitlin, but I would study acting with Caitlin because she just makes the most amazing choices. She's just, uh, these, now she's working at a school and they are so lucky to have her. <laughs> Carrie, so funny. I also saw her in the Great American Trailer Park musical. She was in Noises Off. She's done tons of television roles. Then in 2009, she was asked to create a BFA in musical theater at Texas State University. She started directing and producing new works, founded the Harrison New Work Commission at Texas State, which develops new musicals. <laughs> co 
artistic director and founder of Nexus Musical Theater Summer Intensive, which is the college prep program for high school kids wanting to audition for musical theater programs. Can we say type A personality? <laughs> also, the proud creator and CEO of Fontas Dry Mouth Lozenges and the co-founder of Living Mental Wellness, which is a holistic wellness-based curriculum for performing artists that she developed at her school, and it's now used all over the country. So, as if that wasn't enough, (laughs) she also (laughs) serves as an external examiner for that, how do you pronounce this, Shara? Oh, yes, the Sarja, yeah. it's Sarja, Mm -hmm. Sarja, Mm -hmm. Sarja Performing Arts Academy in Dubai, and on the Artistic Advisory Board for North Texas Performing Arts. Oh, you are so sweet. You know that Performing Arts uh, Academy in Dubai is so exciting to me. I just have to give them a plug because they are the first performing arts training program in the Middle East. Wow. And I've had such an extraordinary um, journey helping them, uh, you know, develop their musical theater program. <laughs> How did you get connected with that? Um, you know, they, they asked me to. I, I Quite a few years ago, I had um, collaborated and created the first musical theater training program in Chile. And, oh. and so I think, I don't know, between that and creating the program here, uh, they, they sought me out and said, hey, can, you know, will you come and, and work for us? So it uh, was always on my bucket list, Carrie, to go to Dubai. Yes, I've, I've always wanted to go to Dubai too. So for, you know, the next five years, I guess to go and go to Dubai every year and, you know, spend oh time. Gosh. Yeah, and it's an extraordinary facility and, and just having an opportunity to, to get to know the artists that, that are there and, and what they're doing, and, um, why they're doing it. And, you know, it's really, really, really exciting. <laughs> That's amazing. Can you, okay, just to my audience, can you believe all the things that Caitlin is doing? Just, you know do what? You I sleep, get bored easily. Caitlin, do you sleep? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So every once in a while, yeah. It's so good to see you. Oh, God. Um, so why don't you tell everybody just about your journey from even how you, all the way back to how you started, how you knew you wanted to be an actress. I know that your mom was an actress. Oh, yes. Shirley, Shirley Knight was my mom and um, a great theater, television, and, and film actress in her own right. I, I sort of, you know, uh, grew up in show business. My, my father was a producer. My stepfather was a screenwriter, a television writer, and, and uh, wrote for the theater as well. And so, you know, from the time I was very little, um, I was, you know, getting to go on film sets with my mom, watching her rehearse, you know, seeing shows my dad was producing. So I, I think it never really occurred to me to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just as, as we do as artists. You know, you sort of evolve, and I got interested in producing and directing and um, and teaching. You know, uh, that was mm-hmm. something that you know uh, you mentioned that 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 we'd work together. I remember when I, you know, when you were like, "Can you coach me on my TV auditions?" Right <laughs> when you were yes. auditioning for the soap and everything. <laughs> so uh-huh. fun. Um, yeah, and so I, you know, this was sort of an accident that I I got into. Um, education on the university level. Um, they actually called me, you know, I was on 
God, I was on a national tour uh, with Dirty Dancing. I was playing All right. Baby's Mother. No one puts Baby in a corner. And um, <laughs> and got a call out of nowhere, you know, from the gentleman who was the chair here at the time. He's now our dean. His name's uh, Dr. John Fleming. And just said, hey, we want, we need someone to design a new musical theater BFA program here. And we're really interested in sort of thinking about it differently. Um, and your name keeps coming up. We've been asking people. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, and uh, just by a series of sort of coincidences, uh, you know, the, the two or three people he had called for ideas all mentioned me, which was uh, wow. very flattering. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I wasn't actually planning on going into teaching full time. Um, but the opportunity to create a musical theater training program from scratch, from the ground up. And the things that I was, I was like, Hey, look, I, you know, I don't think we need another musical theater BFA program. Um, however, if you're interested in thinking about it differently and, you know, housing it all under one umbrella. So what I mean by that is like not farming out the dance classes to a dance school and the voice lessons and the theory classes to the music school and the acting classes to the, to the theater uh, school, but allowing us to put together a, holistic, collaborative, integrated uh, faculty of working professionals who are also educators to create um, a program together where all of the faculty, right, is just serving the musical theater uh, students. And so they said yes. So it was extraordinary to then be able to sort of, um, you know, look out into the world to my friends and colleagues and, you know, casting directors and agents to say, hey, got this incredible opportunity to build this training program. Um, and, uh, you know, and to think about it differently, right, to create a pre-professional training program um, for young artists where, we can focus uh, not just on the training, but on wellness aspects. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think we're really failing our artists if we're not taking care of their vocal health, their physical health, their mental health and wellness, their business skills. You know, I've developed yeah. a whole series of business, the business labs for oh them gosh, to, awesome. um, you know, learn how to read a contract, how to negotiate a contract, yeah. how to do their taxes. No one yeah. taught us how to do our taxes. No period. one taught us no. that. No. And when you're on tour and you have to file in like eight different states. <laughs> Even no one taught us like when you're an actor, you need to save all your money because you'll have yeah, one good year and one uh -huh. year where you have nothing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And invest in real estate when you do. <laughs> yes. Yes. No one told us that either. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to college? I, I, you know, I did for five minutes. Um, really, I, I did. I, I didn't. Um, I didn't complete my college education, uh, but I went to Carnegie Mellon for a year and a half, and um, mm -hmm. I had an incredible opportunity at the, at the time. It just wasn't the right fit for me. I love that program. I think they're amazing. Obviously, like one of the top mm -hmm. top programs in the country. Yeah. Um, but that was you know in, in the mid eighties, uh, and and you know I I ended up uh, having an opportunity to star in a play opposite Christopher Walken actually, and I. I left to do that and like well, well that makes sense. Yeah, like it was kind of crazy. <laughs> you can't say no to that. I couldn't because you know he was like uh, one of my favorite actors. You know, and the idea of being able mm -hmm. to learn from him and work with him was just incredible. And you know, one thing led to another. I got signed by a big agency, and you know, ended up getting a lot of other uh, amazing opportunities from that. Um, mm -hmm. Sort of right away in film and television, which was sort of interesting. And um, and so that was you know just sort of my journey. I. I never ended up going back to school. I ended up training with 
you know, top people in the industry, right? So, yes. well, you and I both shared voice, te- you know, same voice teachers. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you just learned from doing it. Yeah, you know, I think I learned, you know, so much from watching my parents. Yes. You know, I, I think so much of how I see the world as an artist and how I live in the world as an artist uh, was shaped by um, what I learned observing, you know, my parents growing up. I mean, how could, you know, I was very fortunate, Carrie, you know, when you grow up, uh, you know, um, being able to hang out with Tennessee Williams and Arthur Miller oh and, you know, Francis Ford Coppola and, you know, you're oh around my gosh. all of these extraordinary um, artists are, are part of your life, you, you know, um, yeah. and I learned, you know, so much from all of them, you know, watching them work and watching my mother work with them, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Let's just talk first about someone just, you know, about to go to school, whether or not they should go. What do you think? Like, because you did go to college, but then it wasn't the right timing. It's it's very individual. Do you think like whether or not someone should go to college for musical theater? Where do you think everyone should? Well, I, I don't think that there's an answer that serves everyone. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. like uh, training programs, right? I believe that you have to train the individual the artist mm-hmm. that there's not a one size fits all. Right. That's right. Um, and, uh, and I feel that way about the response to that question, right? It really depends on the individual. Um, and even if you're not getting training within the context of uh, a university program, that doesn't mean you're not training. Right. So right. I continued training my entire career. I never stopped Me training. Too. I mean, you know, one year I had an opportunity to, go to the summer program at RADA in London, the Shakespeare program. And then, you know, when I was doing film and TV in LA, uh, Anne Bogart, you know, and her city company came and were doing workshops at the Mark Taper for like four months on the weekends, uh, you know, doing um, viewpoints work. And I went and did that. You know, you never, I was always in an acting class. I was always taking voice lessons. I was always trying to further my understanding um, of the art form. So how you do it, I'm, I right. think is, is really up, up to the individual. You know, do I yeah. think, you know, there's, um, I mean, obviously I think going to, to college is important or I wouldn't be here, but right. I, but a lot of that philosophy I have, I guess, if you will, has to do with having a global perspective in the world, having time to nurture your authenticity, your unique voice as an artist, which means, you, you know, getting an education. I mean, we're a liberal arts institution, right? So we're, we're, the, the students are also studying other things, right? Uh, other academic classes as well as their performance-based classes. And I think that the time to develop is, in, is imperative, you know, um, and to start to discover the kind of artists that you want to be. There's a lot of different types of performers and artists in the world. You know, what type of work do you want to do? Right. And, and what, you know, are you, are you interested in a lot of different mediums? Um, it's one of the things that I like about here is that we have a lot of film and television opportunities mm-hmm. as well here for our students. So we're also training them to be on camera because as you and I know, that's how you make your money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Getting that film TV money. Definitely. Yeah. I went to college and for musical theater and I loved it. Like I would not yeah. trade 
that time. But but yeah, it definitely depends on the person. And like you've had amazing training, just you know, finding it on your own. Well, and I will say, if I had it to do over again, I would have finished. Uh-huh. I would have finished. Really? I well, if I really had it to do it over again, I think I would have gone to a liberal arts college oh, and not a yeah. conservatory. You know, yes. I think that you know, at, at eighteen. You know, you just you just want to go all in. You just want to do it all the time. And in retrospect, you know, I like I said, I ended up getting that for myself other ways mm-hmm. and studying other things outside of a of a higher education is, uh, education. But I, I wish I'd just gone to college. Yeah, you know, just to have that experience and to build that community. Mm-hmm. And have those friends, and you know, it's college is about so much more than just whacking your face eight times a week. Yes, you know, um, but I will say, you know, there's tremendous value in you know what, what we do here, right? Which is teaching people how to do what they love in a healthy, sustainable, repeatable way. Yeah. So, is there, you know, what are the pros? Well, the pros are that you learn how to do what you love in a healthy, sustainable, repeatable way, right? It, the, yeah. the stamina the mental capacity, the physical. Yeah. Just taking classes is not going to teach you that for sure. No, no, no. Because you don't, you know, yeah, exactly. And the performance opportunities, all that. Yeah. Well, especially your school, which we'll get to that later, (laughs) but we're going to talk about it later. But just so you know, Caitlin school has a lot of opportunities for, for great connections that you can make and future jobs that you can get. This podcast is sponsored by ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So let's start out with someone who has no idea about the college application program. Uh, wh- what do they do? Yes. They're, they're a junior in high school. Yes. That is a great question. Um Yes, the car. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God, that's a lot. That's a lot of question. Um, I think that there, you know, it's it's a process, right? Applying to colleges, like anything, and I think that um, organizational skills are really imperative, right? Sort of making your list of colleges. How do they even find the colleges, you know, that they might be interested in? Well, you know, social media is a, is a wonderful thing, um, and I think you know you can follow a lot of uh, programs on social media. You know, our program TXSTMT, and we're on everything TikTok and Instagram and oh. Facebook and all that. Um, we have a YouTube channel of all of, you know, a lot of, pr- of our production work so that students can see, you know, what we're doing here. Um, but I, I think doing your research, not just on the name of the school, right? Making a mm-hmm. list that really is that you've gone in, you've gone to the websites and you've looked at the curriculum and you make mm-hmm. sure that the curriculum is actually what you're looking for. And I think through that research process, you start to be able to identify what it is you're 
what it is you're looking for. Are you looking more for a conservatory environment? Are you looking more for liberal arts education? Do you also want to minor in something else? You know, a lot of my students minor in other subjects and sort of, you know, what type of environment are are you looking for? You know, all of those things are going to help students and families make a list of 10 to 12 or 13 universities to apply to. Um, The planning ahead is really important, right? By the time you're kind of going into your junior year, you need to be already have that list, you know, (laughs) yeah, and start, start working on, you know, what uh, all of the audition material that you're going to need, the two 32 bar cuts and two one minute monologues or, you know, like the really starting to make sure that you are preparing your audition material, checking out what the programs that you want to apply to, what are their requirements? You know, a lot of us are part of something uh, that the Paper Mill Playhouse actually uh, developed with a bunch of the heads of programs. We all sort of created um, a common uh, pre-screen criteria uh, for the mu- a lot of the musical theater programs because there's so, there were so many different requirements for the different mm-hmm. programs that we were trying to unify it um, so that students ha- had to prepare less audition videos. That's great. Right? And so, you know, I think starting to track what the different requirements are for each program is important and budget, right? Like, look at what you're going to spend. Don't be like, oh, I've heard this program is really great. And then you find out, you know, it's $70,000 a year. And this mm-hmm. other program that you you would be just as happy at and is also equally wonderful, maybe it's more like 30 a year, 25 a year, whatever. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think if budget is a consideration, you know, what type of scholarship money do they have? Uh, you know, uh, Texas State, they give a lot of money for academics. Um, and we're also, you know, able to offer all of our out-of-state and out-of-country students in-state tuition. And we still have one of the lowest tuitions in the country, right? So wow. it's under 13000 a year, which is... What? I know. Oh, my I gosh. <laughs> and that's before scholarship money, right? That's amazing. Yeah. So when you double, wow. when you double, like, you, you want to budget, like, mm, 26000 a year, right? Because you want to double the tuition cost for room and board approximately mm-hmm. anywhere, right? But again, that's before before any scholarships. So our academic scholarships go from anywhere from 4,000 to 12,000 a year. So sometimes we've got a lot of students who like their tuition's covered. So they're just paying room and board, right? So you want to think about budget. That's something to consider, you know, performance opportunities, curriculum, like those are, those are really the things that you want to start to look at as you're narrowing your, narrowing your, your list down. So that, that um, program that you kind of started with paper mill is that just everybody still submits to the individual schools? It's just you guys are saying it's this, we're going to require the same. That's exactly right. So it's, you know, we all have agreed on it. Took us about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you what, we had a great time. Like all the heads of programs, like all sitting in a room, thanks to Paper Mill, like treating us to brunch and mimosas, right? Oh. Like we sat in a room and we're like, okay, what if we have them all do this for their dance videos and hey. this for their, you know? Um, so we were able to, gosh, I think we have about 80 schools now. Oh, wow. That are all part of that common pre-screen. And so students and families can go to the Paper Mill Playhouse website or to Get Accepted, which is the platform that the large majority of the schools use um, for students to submit their applications, right? So that information of what that common uh, 
pre-screen criteria is, is located in both those places and also on, on the school's websites, right? We all say we're part of the common pre-screen thing, right? And so th- that makes it a little easier. So instead of having like, you know, 30 different audition videos, you probably only have to have nine. That's still a lot. <laughs> That's great. Do you think after COVID, people are still going to be submitting videos or do you think they'll go in person? Oh, yes, honey. Well, oh. great question. I mean, we've, the majority of the schools have been doing pre-screen videos for many, many, many years. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Because we have so many applicants that we don't, it, it would be very difficult for us to see 800 people in person. Right. So what we do is we watch the pre-screen. I watch, it takes me about, well, I'm not going to tell you how many hours it takes me, but each, each application, right. I read their essay and I watch five different videos that they've submitted and I look at their, you know, grades and rec letters and what have you. And then we narrow it down to about 200, 230 kids that we call back and see in person. And, you know, all the schools have some version of that, right. Where they've got X number of applicants and then they're they're calling back, you know, a third of them, perhaps whatever to see in person so that we have more quality time in the room. And those students have an opportunity to get to know us and, and all that. The thing that's changed with COVID Carrie is that I don't think any of the schools will probably go back to only in-person auditions Hmm. because one of the things that we learned is that there was, there's more equity in seeing people virtually as well, yeah. right? It's it's yeah. such it's so cost prohibitive to go uh, travel to all these schools and pay all these application fees, right? So what it does is it allows families and students who perhaps don't have the budget to travel a lot to still have equal opportunity to get into these programs because we can see them in person on Zoom now. Oh, I love that. Right? And so what we've done this year... Uh, you know, last year, everyone was totally virtual. And this year, what we're doing is a combination of that, right? So we have about half of the opportunities for people to attend callbacks. They can see us in person and other schools in person um, at some of the unified locations or on campuses or virtually uh, in an audition room with all of us online. Great. Yeah. So what do you feel like makes people stand out in these auditions? And also, what are the requirements? <laughs> mm. Well, uh, the, the, the easy answer to what are the requirements are two song cuts and one or two monologues and a dance um, sample, right? And every, the, all of that is sort of between 60 and 90 seconds, right? And then there's a wild card video where they can tell us whatever they want about themselves, which we just adore. That's my favorite thing out of a lot of card videos. (laughs) I love learning all this other stuff about them. But, you know, some programs, uh, you know, have an essay and rec letters, right? So that's sort of basically like what what the requirements are. And uh, most of them are asking for 32 bar contrasting cuts. Um, some of the schools, I think, ask for 16 bars, but but I think the large majority, some of them ask for pop rock. We do, you know, so as mm-hmm. well. So, um, yeah. but, you know, what are we looking for, honestly? Uh, gosh, such a good question. Um, authenticity, you know, um, honesty in the work. We're looking at Texas State specifically. We're looking for artist activists. We're looking mm. for students, uh, for young artists who understand that being an artist is a form of service. It's a part, it's a form of giving back to our communities and healing humanity. And, 
that as storytellers, um, that we can make change that way. Uh, you know, uh, we're looking for multi hyphenates. Like we tend to, uh, attract the type of artists who also are playwrights, also directors, choreographers, musical directors, right. Students who also want to explore some other aspects, um, of their artistry. A lot of songwriters <laughs> here because um, we customize and individualize the degree plan to the artists, right? So everyone has the same performance curriculum in the BFA. But if you also are a choreographer, you want to explore being a choreographer, then we have these customized tracks within the degree plan so that you also have opportunities to, uh, to choreograph while you're here on main stage shows, internships, uh, choreographers club you know uh, you can go on our youtube channel and see a lot of the original work that our students have created here we're supporting a lot of um student driven work here producing a lot of new work not just with industry professionals coming down and and workshopping new shows but the work of our students as well um so we're sort of looking for young artists that are interested in doing that that are also interested in exploring um Gosh, how do I say this? In dismantling racism (laughs) and sexism and heteronormative cisgender dominance in the theater and in theater training, right? Like we're looking for students who want to do the work with us, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we're utilizing anti-racist pedagogy and culturally responsive teaching methods, which basically means that... uh, understanding and including the students' cultural references in all aspects of the learning in in classrooms, on stages, in our rehearsal rooms that is justice-oriented and reflects the social context of where we are right now. Um, I think that it's imperative that the training programs are uh, making change <laughs> with their students in order to facilitate the hierarchy uh, and leadership and creative teams within the industry changing, right? It, it's got it's got to change here in order for it to change out there, right? So we're looking for leaders. We're looking for students who um, want to create the work and define the work. Uh, you know, we're oh, I, you you probably don't know this, Carrie, but we're a Hispanic serving institution. So what that means is is that we are serving a majority minority student body right? That 56% of our students here are students of color. And so our program and our department is striving to foster and continue to evolve an environment where social justice and anti-racism are key pillars of education, like period. Like that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing it. We're here to, to serve that and to continue to learn and grow and, um, you know, move, move that forward. Um, And so I often say when I'm recruiting, if that sounds sexy to you, we might be a good fit, right? Like, <laughs> like if you're like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to get in there and have the hard conversations and uh, figure out the solutions and move things forward, um, then we might be a good fit for you. That's you awesome. Know? So that's kind of what what we're doing. Um, we're the second largest theater department in the country. We have over a thousand majors in the wow. whole in the whole department. But my program is very little. <laughs> so we take only 14 students a year. Wow. And so I have 50 students right now in total. Wow. Um, and 
yeah, so we're, we're kind of like a small little piece of a big, of a big pie, which is great because there's so many performance opportunities, right? Within yeah. the department. Um, on a more technical uh, point, do you see auditions that people do and you're like, oh no, they've just made a mistake. Like, don't sing that song. <laughs> We've heard that a million times. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm sure that um, other heads of programs uh, may tell you something different, but here's my feeling. I don't believe in overdone material. I don't oh. think there is such a thing. Um, I love it when students do things that I know because then mm-hmm. I know whether they're doing it well or not. Right. Ah. Uh, right. And the other, I get so much information. If someone comes in and sings, you know, if I loved you or I don't know, the, any, anything that, you know, that you hear a lot lost in the brass, right. I, I was watching audition videos this morning and saw two or three kids, you know, in, in the hour that I had to watch videos that, all, that both sang lost in the brass and I loved it. It was great. They both did it really well. But what was wonderful is I can tell, right? Like, how is your phrasing? How's your pitch? Are you adhering to the rhythm on the page? If not, is it because you made an artistic choice? You know, like you're, you're yeah. able to also see their unique take on the song, right? Mm-hmm. What is it ex- that's extraordinary and unique about you, like, and your storytelling and what you bring to that material, that, so, you know, that's what we're looking for is, right? Someone who has a strong point of view as an artist. You got to have a strong point of view as a human, right? <laughs> to, to achieve that. But I love the material that's overdone. <laughs> well, the, thing that, the thing that makes me crazy is songs I've never heard. Really? Things, oh, things that are obscure. That, it, it, it's not, it's not going to hurt you, right? But it does make my job much, much more difficult. Because if I'm sitting there going, what the heck is this song? I have no idea if they're doing it well or singing it on pitch or anything, right? Then I'm not focusing on what the artist is doing, right? I'm trying to figure out what the heck the song is. And then I've got to go do research. If I like them, I got to go, you know, see if, is there anything else out on the internet that they've done? I mean, I'm trying or it, it just makes it so much harder if we've never heard the material. Okay. I did, I did not realize that, but I, I know a lot of, I think a lot of students think, oh, it's not a good thing to do, you know, stuff that that's overdone. Or- well, I, I think because like when you're auditioning in for real mm-hmm. and say you're sitting in the hallway and you're like, you know, the third person singing on my own and you've been listening to all the other people before you sing on your own and then you start like yeah. getting those head games where you're like, oh my God, they had that no better than I did. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, they already heard, they're gonna be so sick of me. Yes, I remember. I remember that <laughs> feeling very well. What I try to uh, let students know when they're auditioning is like, don't freak out. If somebody right before you sings the same song, that's actually not a bad thing, Right. Even if you're through the door, you think it's sounding better than the way you sing it. That you you both are unique individuals, right? Yeah. And how you're going to tell that story of if I loved you is going to be completely different than the person before you. And it actually gives us great information. And you're not only getting in based on how you sing. Right. Right. It's 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 how you tell how you tell oh boy how you tell stories through movement, through text, through music, your essay your grades, right? Like all of that matters, right? All of it together, right? So it's never just one thing. 
So your main advice that you would give to students, you know, thinking about applying to colleges and starting that, what would that be? Um, To breathe, (laughs) (laughs) to breathe, to trust that you're going to end up where you're meant to be. Yeah. You know, to trust the process. And the biggest advice I would have is to understand that you are the person with the power. We are here to serve you. Stop trying to change what you wear or what you sing for each program because you think that that's what they want or that's what you've heard they want. Stay true to you yes, and what you do and who you are and you be consistent with that no matter what program you're auditioning for. It's important to understand that like you're auditioning us Hmm. just as much as we're auditioning you. And that, it, and, and I think that quite often, and we do it as actors too, Carrie, right? We give our, oh, power, I know. <laughs> we, we give our power away, right? Yeah. We're yeah. like, I just want you to like me. I just mm-hmm. want to get, I want, just want to get in, right? Or I just want to get the job or I just want to get in the program. So our focus is on how am I doing instead of what am I doing as the character, mm-hmm. right? How am I doing? Do you like me? Am I going to get in? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that energy, right? Versus what am I doing as the character? What do I want? What do I need? It's like, I just want you to have joy in the process. I just want you to sing something you love. I don't care if it's astonishing or defying gravity and everyone's mm. told you don't sing that, right? Like if that's what makes you feel special and extraordinary, I, I, I want to know that. I want to see what you do best. And I don't want you to cater it to what you think I want. Mm-hmm. I want you to cater it to this is who I am and this is what I want. And you, and you, I'm going to give you that information. Great. Yes. Right. It's an exchange. It's an exchange of information. So be you, just be you. Just be you. Well, Cause they don't have to prove that they're good. We yeah. wouldn't have called them back if they weren't good. Yeah. Most of the kids that audition for this program, like, damn, I'd be, I'd love to have you here. Yeah. I wish I could take 25. Okay, everyone. Remember, we say this on the podcast all the time. Be you. You are special and unique. Now I hate to do this to you, but Caitlin had so much information that we decided to split it up into two weeks. So if you want to hear all about Caitlin's amazing program and the things she's doing with mental wellness, you are going to have to come back next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast and want more episodes, please take a second to rate it. Check out my website, Carrie Butler Coach, for more info on private coaching and teaching at schools. You can follow me on Instagram, Carrie Butler One, and visit bpn.fm slash Breaking Broadway for all ways to listen, follow, subscribe, hear past episodes of Breaking Broadway, and find out more information. Together you and I are Breaking Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E 
org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.